What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Menu TV Reviews. I am your host, Mo, and today we will be discussing the final episode for Echoes. Episode 7, titled Falls. First off, I want to thank you guys for struggling with me to the end. <laughs> I know I've been stutter-stepping on these um, episodes, y'all, but we made it to the end. Thank you to everybody that listened. I definitely appreciate you on this wild journey of this this season. I'm assuming there's going to be a season 2 because it keeps saying season 1 down at the end, uh, down at the bottom of the uh, show. So I hope everybody is having a wonderful, wonderful day. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. So the episode opens up with Gina trying to convince Lenny to help her get their dad out of the house because, as y'all remember, he uh, fell unconscious after he did his um, confession to Gina about what really happened with their mom and um, or attempted to. And then he fell unconscious and they assumed that he's now dead. Um, and the house has started uh, burning. And so she's trying to convince Lenny to help her, but Lenny ain't thinking about him no more, okay? She just worried about her and Gina. So while they're trying to figure that part out, the fire is rapidly spreading through the floor level of the house. And y'all, I had just randomly had a thought. Where in the world is Claudia? Okay, I, I don't know where Claudia is. So... I don't know, like, if she went on a date. I don't know where she went to. So, Gina runs upstairs, and Lenny is now following her upstairs with an axe. I, I don't know what she planned on doing with that. So, when she gets upstairs, Gina is nowhere to be found. But she looks around, and then she hears, like, this faint noise. And so, then she bursts through one of the rooms, and she finds nothing. Then she goes to the bathroom, and she has this flashback of all this running water, and then she goes to another room and still doesn't find Gina. But then she has another flashback. And this one is a, is of her mom laying in the bed. And, you know, she's obviously in pain. She's very sick and she's dying. Gina has barricaded herself in one of the other rooms, right, that Lenny hasn't found just yet. And is struggling to try to get this window open so she can get the hell away from Lenny. But Lenny hears her, y'all, and she starts using the axe to break through the door. Oh my God, what's going to happen? Like, is she going to try to take Gina out? What's going to happen? So then we get this flashback of Dylan and Gina, and they're, of course, at the church, and this is before the pre-fire, right? So they're getting it in. And then, y'all, they show Lenny hiding. And, uh, you know, uh, a, a couple of episodes ago, we saw her standing outside the church, and I wondered, like, if she would start that fire, y'all, but... I just didn't think that she would put her sister in danger as much as she claims to love her. And so we see Lenny hiding in the church. And y'all, she actually starts the fire. Oh my God. I just, I can't believe how sick she is. Like, why would you do that in your sister? Like, it's horrible to try to burn anybody alive, like intentionally, right? Unless it's like some self-defense stuff. But you intentionally set this fire and you did not know if your sister was going to be able to make it out. I guess you was just going off a of hope and a prayer. You was really stepping out on faith, huh? Thinking that your sister was going to get out. So fortunately, of course, we know that she did and so did Dylan, but the guy didn't make it out. And so, like, she could have just been a, a victim just like him. I don't, I don't understand. 
And so we see as she's starting the fire, she hits her hand and then her charm falls off her bracelet that their mom had gave them when they were little, right? And so when it fell off, it kind of just got stuck in the rubble and that was that. And so after that, you know, of course, the, the church burns down. So we see that Lenny is actually finally able to get into the room, but Gina has managed to escape just in the nick of time, it seems like. And so as Lenny is peering out the window, like looking out the window to see if she sees Gina anywhere in the yard, Gina is crouched right next to the window, like out of her view, like out of her uh, eyesight. And so she averted the crisis right there. But how in the hell is she going to get down? Because she's on the second story. So some kind of way she manages to get down and Lenny sees her running down the driveway and so she runs out the house to try to chase her and as she runs out the house she glances back at the house one more time y'all and then it flashes back to the night of the church fire and so this is history basically repeating itself all over again it's just a different location and a different victim trapped inside of the house like how crazy is that how crazy is that and so Lenny sees Gina take off on a horse and Jack comes running up to her and is like, what's happening? Where is your dad at? And she doesn't answer, but instead she runs to go grab a horse and chase Gina. So Jack obviously sees the house engulfed in flames and he immediately calls 911. So <clears throat> Gina is being chased by Lenny and I guess she finally decides that that can't that can't keep going on forever and ever and so she decides to hop off the horse and try to like mislead Lenny into the woods thinking that she's still on the horse and so when she decides to jump off the horse she jumps off wrong and she lands all the way wrong on her foot like the way that she bent her foot I bent my foot like that like a month ago and it still throbs in pain like every couple of days so I know she was hurting and so as she's she's hobbling away, Lenny is able to actually catch up to her and kind of see where she's headed, like which direction she's headed in. And so she follows her into the woods. Meanwhile, back at the house, flosses with Jack. Man, that response time was really quick. Um, flosses with Jack and she's asking him about their dad and where the girls went to. And so he tells her that they went into the woods and she's like, well, shoot, maybe this time we should just let them run off because they're always in some mess. It's always some trouble surrounding those girls. So maybe we should just let them run off and do their thing. So meanwhile, back in the woods, Lenny is running her master plan by Gina out loud, right? She was just like, you know, I told mom that I would take care of you and uh, all of this and all that. And I love you. And maybe you can... um." You can go live here and then I'll go live there or we can run away to this place to get just running off this whole master plan of what she wants them to do, but not what Gina wants to do. And so as she's saying all this, she gets knocked upside the head and gets knocked out by Gina because Gina doesn't grab like this nice hand sized rock and just clonked her upside the head. So <clears throat> she must have not been out too long because when she finally comes to Gina has only actually been able to make it to the waterfall which ain't that far away so 
like I said, Lenny is now back on her master plan. I want you to come home. We can live together. We can make this right, just the two of us. And she pleads for her to come home. And so when she catches up with Gina, she's like, hey, we we can do this together. Like, we can make this right. Like, start fresh right here, right now. And so Gina's like, bitch, what home? Like, I ain't got no home to go to. This ain't my home. And so Gina tells Lenny that you've consumed me my entire life. And I've had enough. And she was like, and now I'm like, you done lost me for good. I'm out of here. And so they start to fight in the water and Lenny starts to drown her, y'all. She's drowning her sister. Like, I don't think we can ever come back from that. Like, yeah, we gonna fight, but you legit trying to kill me at this point. And so she's, she starts drowning Gina, just like their dad did their mom. Like, again, history is repeating itself all over again. And she finally decides to let up and tells her that since that first night, all she ever wanted to do was protect her. And me and Gina are like, what the hell are you talking about, Lenny? And so <laughs> it flashes back to when the girls were little and Lenny was awakened by the sound of her dad drowning their mom in the tub, right? And so she didn't know what the sound was, but when she got up, she actually went to the bathroom and she, she actually witnessed the entire thing. And so after he was done, it shows him getting up and the water was dripping down his fingertips and the apple blossoms were like overflowing in the tub. And she hurried and ran back to her bed. And as soon as she got back in the bed and got under the covers, here he comes. And he's trying to check on them to make sure that they didn't see anything or they didn't hear anything. Just trying to make sure that they still sleep. And so Lenny tells Gina basically that their dad had killed their mom. She's like, I saw the whole thing. And Gina was like, no, you mistook that whole situation because right before dad died, that must have been what he meant. And he told me that this was planned. Their mom wanted this to happen like this. And so she tells Lenny, like I said, that she misinterpreted it. But after their mom died, that was when the good bad twin thing started. And it basically like effed up their whole world. And so Lenny is just like, hey, just come back home. I'm going to make it right. And all Gina says is no. And that was her final act of defiance. She finally was able to say no to her sister. And after she said that, y'all, she falls back in into the waterfall. So she falls over the side of the cliff and into the waterfall. Obviously, Lenny is devastated and she lets out this terrible scream. But I honestly think Gina's going to be able to make it out and escape for good. I surely do hope so because she she deserves some peace of mind, like from Lenny and all her chaos. It, she's just a mess. So the fire department was finally able to extinguish all the flames, thank goodness, and we see Floss, Paula, and Jack, and they're all coming through the remnants of what's left of the house. And Floss ends up finding Gina's charm. And she asks Jack if he'd ever seen it before. And he confirms those were the, the bracelets that they wore when they were little. And so now Floss is, she's thinking about the charms, y'all. She's on the right track. She just got to 
put a couple of more pieces together and she'll have it figured out. So Floss rounds up Paula and tells Paula that they need to go ahead and get the search crew together. And so they end up locating Lenny and Floss is questioning her, but she's very skeptical of her story and rightfully so because she done told that lady that Gina confessed to killing the love of her life, Dylan, when she was just pregnant by him. Like, how does that work? And then she also said that she confessed that their dad had passed away from his heart condition before the house fire was started. But that part was actually true. Well, I don't know, because he may have been unconscious, but we don't know for sure that he was dead, dead. But now that they've admitted to switching, that complicates the issue a teach more because no one knows who's actually responsible for the crimes. So Floss is just like, look, Gina wanted to run away and now she has. So maybe we find her, maybe we don't, but maybe she's going to get the peace of mind that she deserves, thankfully. So after all that, Charlie comes to see Lenny and get the rundown on what actually happened. And so he was just like, people believe that it was a suicide, but he doesn't believe that. And then he asked Lenny, what did she do to make Gina go over the fall? And Lenny tells him that she just told her that she loved her. But she deflects, obviously, by asking, why did you just sit back and watch all this happen? And he was just like, he thought he was helping by just being present and trying to be a listening ear to the, these little lying halfers. <laughs> And so he asked her if she actually believes that she's dead. And she's just like, I'm not sure because wouldn't I know it? Like, wouldn't I feel it? You know, like the whole twin telepathy thing. Like, wouldn't that take effect, right? And he was like, I don't know. But I just can't imagine her body just laying somewhere waiting to be found. Or maybe there is hope after all. And she's on a bus and on her way away, far away somewhere. Um, but either way, she's gone forever, and he didn't get any type of closure and be able to tell her goodbye. And so while he's telling Lenny all of this, like, they're getting closer and closer together, and y'all, I'm thinking that they're about to kiss, right? Because he tells Lenny that she is her, but she isn't her. And she's just like, I'm so sorry. And like I said, it looked like they're about to kiss, y'all. And he tells her that he never judged them. He just loved both of them. And he leaves, leaving her face probably cracked all over the damn floor because she probably wanted to kiss that man and have a whole make-out session. He is fine, I'm just saying. And so, back to Floss. So, Floss asked Paula to pull all the fouls from the church fire, and, of course, Paula gets antsy because we know that earlier in the season she let Gina see some of those fouls, but I can't remember if she was able to actually get them back or not. But either way... Floss believes that it's only one person committing all these crimes instead of both of them. And so, uh, because she's caught one of the charms, right? And so, Paula is grabbing the boxes of evidence and she opens one to look at the charm. Y'all, what is she finna do? I hope she don't try to get rid of that evidence. So, meanwhile, Lenny is meeting with her lawyer to discuss all the possible charges that she could be facing. And she tells him that it was Gina who committed those crimes, not her. But he knows Floss, all right? And so he was just like, look, she she a beast, all right? And she only bring cases to trial if she knows she has a strong possibility of winning. And so he tells her that they could try the strategy of the twin magic thing, but the only kicker to that is 
they've committed so many moral indecencies while they've been doing all this twin magic stuff or whatever. But lucky for her, honey, they ain't putting up they ain't putting nobody in jail for moral uh moral indecency. All right, everybody commit them type of crimes, so we good. <laughs> Let's go ahead and try and see what defense we gonna go with. And so before she leaves, um, she asks him about Jack and Maddie. And I mean, in his head, he probably already know the answer. And from the look on his face, she know his answer too. And she was just like, you know, if he files for divorce, like, what's going to happen to Maddie? Will I be able to see Maddie? And like I said, from the look on his face, honey, because the face can tell a whole bunch of different situations that the lips don't. And so uh, he was just like, look, I'm a criminal attorney. I am not that type of attorney that you are looking to get that, you know, that question answered for. But I can refer you to a good divorce attorney. So. Hopefully, she'll get all the information that she needs from that attorney. And then he offers his condolences on her dad's passing. So we see that Lenny is meeting with Paula at the diner. Like, that's actually not going to get around town. Like, we couldn't meet somewhere in the park. We couldn't meet in somebody's car. Like, what? (laughs) It don't even make sense. And so she thanks Lenny for being a really good friend and she was just like look you were in my corner when nobody else was i really do appreciate everything that you've done for me and my family and so she informs her about floss's intentions with the investigation of the church fire and y'all she does what i thought she was gonna do and slice lenny that damn charm from the evidence box oh my god (laughs) what the hell (laughs) and so she goes on to tell her that she also took the page from the inventory log that had the piece of evidence on it (sighs) she did that in hopes that it'll slow um floss down but it won't keep her off the scent completely so Lenny is just like, won't you get in trouble for that? And she was like, yeah, I'm sure I'll get in trouble, but hopefully it's just a minor infraction. Hopefully, all right? (laughs) And so she thanks thanks Paula for helping her, and then she leaves. And so I guess Paula wasn't so dumb after all, because as soon as Lenny leaves, she called Floss, and it's just like she took the bait, boss. Oh, my God, thank y'all, because I was... I was not ready for Paula to be corrupt, okay? I just wasn't. And so, like I said, she wasn't so dumb after all because it was a setup the whole time. But when she left out, they must have been expecting her to leave one way and she went the like the exact opposite way. And so now they can't find her. <laughs> She's a fugitive of the law. <laughs> And so as she's walking out, she throws the evidence bag in the trash. And I'm not sure if the charm was in there or not, but she throws the bag away. And so she goes and she actually walks to go see Maddie one more time. (sighs) And so when she gets to Maddie, all the kids are outside playing. And she's like, hey, Maddie, come here, come here. And so Maddie comes over and she lets her know that she's got to go away for a while. And she begs her to forgive her for what she's about to do, which is basically abandon her. And she compares her situation to her mom's situation, which was completely different because their mom was sick and dying. You are the source of 
majority of this mess that you've gotten yourself into. She had no choice but to go. And so she begs for her forgiveness. And um, just then, like, one of Maddie's little friends comes over and she's like, hey, such and such caught a bird or something like that. And she's like, I'll be over in a minute. And so, again, Lenny apologizes and tells her that she loves her. It's a real tearjerker, y'all. I was, I was upset. I felt bad for Lenny, but I felt really bad for Maddie because she done lost, essentially, both of her mamas. Like, I know they weren't great. Um, and Gina probably loved Maddie more than Lenny did. Maybe. But um, it just really sucks that she's lost both of her moms, essentially. Like, that really sucks. And so now she's going to have to go through life, maybe with or without a mother, for a long period of time. So Floss and the entire crew come banging on the door and Jack answers the door and she's like, where's Lenny? Have you seen Lenny? <laughs> she come through the door, <laughs> just guns blazing. And so, like I said, she comes in and she questions Jack asking, had he seen Lenny? Is she there? This, that, and the third. And he's like, no, I haven't seen her. And so as she's talking to him, the other officers go to search the house. So while she's walking around the main floor, she notices all of these lions all over the place, right? And so she asks Jack, hey, are these yours? And he's like, no, nah, those aren't mine. And he was like, those are Lenny's. Matter of fact, her mother used to call her Lenny the Lion. And so, y'all, she putting two and two together now. It's making foe, it's making foe. And so we see Lenny is at the airport and she's trying to get through customs to go to Australia and she shows them the passport that she stole from Gina. That's smart thinking, Lenny. That's very smart thinking. And initially, the customs agent is having issues with her passport going through, but she eventually gets it to work. And so Lenny can now breathe a sigh of relief. She's like, oh, yes, thank you, Jesus. I, I, I can get out of here. <laughs> and so as she passes through the gate, the customs chick is like, hey, you look like that lady that was here yesterday. And she was like, hmm, that's weird. And y'all, she asked her where the lady was going. And I didn't, well, I guess that's smart, right? Because she knows that it's Gina. But in the same token, I didn't know customs could tell other people's business like that. Well, I guess it's not like a HIPAA violation or nothing like that. So I guess it's okay. <laughs> What's she going to do? Go try to track her down or something? And so the lady tells her, that she actually was going to Kansas. And so she was like, hmm, you know what they say. They say everybody's got a twin somewhere. Apparently, mine lives in Georgia. I hope she ain't out there scamming folks. And if you is, yeah, be watching your back. <laughs> oh. So, back at the office, Floss is coming in and sitting down. And when she sits down, she finds this envelope addressed to her sitting on her desk, right? And so when she opens it, she actually finds a jump drive. And this is the same jump drive that Gina was threatening to expose Lenny with. And so now, Floss is going to finally be able to know the entire truth about what happened. Meanwhile, while she's doing that, Charlie is like in the background reading an excerpt from one, from the book that he wrote about the girls, right? So... He's got a few minutes for questions, and this lady raises her hand and asks a question about if they ever found Gina's body. And so once the 
once the crowd kind of like moves out of the way so he can kind of see her, he's like, hmm, is that you, Gina? And so he was like, no, they didn't find her. And obviously he's instantly intrigued, right? Because it's clearly her. And so he comes home and he's fixing a drink. Oh, and like after she got done answering her question, y'all, this other guy stood up and was like, yeah, I got a twin and this, that, and the third. And he was like, yeah, 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 whatever. I, I got to go. No more questions. <laughs> Thank you for coming and listening to me. And so he leaves, and like I said, he's at home, and he's fixing his drink, and he tells her, because we don't see who she is, but we know that there's a lady there talking to him, and he tells her that the wig and the hat were a bit much. And so y'all, Gina comes walking out. I knew she was going to make it out, y'all. I'm so happy. Oh my God, I'm so happy she made it out. And so, like I said, he's having a conversation with her, and... She denies being at the book reading. She was like, what are you talking about? I've been here. I've been waiting here for like the last hour. I don't know what you're talking about. And so he was like, all right, keep playing that game. Now, remember, when I find out which one you are, you know, I I know. I know how to tell between the two of y'all. I done slept with both. (laughs) Well, Jack has too, and shit, he didn't know nothing. He didn't know no better. (laughs) Well, I guess it's because he, well, he ain't a therapist, so maybe not. But either way, he was like, I'll be able to figure out which one you are in just a little bit. Give me some time. But why did you come back? Like, what made you want to come back? And so she tells him that she has so many scores to settle. And she decided to start with him. And that's how the episode ends. Y'all, what the hell did she mean by that? What's she going to do to that man? What is she going to do to Charlie? So I'm curious, y'all. Like I said, I expected it to be another season just because of how they were wording everything. Y'all, I'm so sorry. I'm on location. And all these folks decide to rev up their engines as they go past this one part. But anyway, I'm just curious to to know what you guys think. Because like I said, I knew that they were going to be going for a season two based off of how they um, were doing the the titles and all of that. But I'm interested to see what's going to happen next season. Thank you guys for sticking around. I really do appreciate you. I know I'm going to get caught up on everything, y'all. And once I get caught up, we're going to be booming. I appreciate you so much, more than you'll ever understand for listening to me and being patient with me. Um, Tell everybody about me. (laughs) You can reach me on Menu TV Reviews on Facebook and Instagram. You can also um, send a shout out to me like Sue. Hey, Sue. Thanks, girl. Um, you can leave a voice message thing on some of the apps if you want to do that, or you can just reach me directly through email at uh, my TV reviews podcast without an S on the end, without the X, the S on the end at gmail.com. All right. I love y'all. I hope y'all have a fantabulous rest of the day. Okay. And I hope you have an even better weekend because the weekend is right around the corner. And until we meet over the airwaves again, I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.